Well, it's Thursday, May 26, 2016 at 1 o'clock Eastern Time, and this is Marketing Live. I'm your host, Kent Casella, coming to you live from the banks of the Red Cedar River here on the lovely campus of Michigan State University. On today's live broadcast, we're talking about social media, specifically social media and our university and president, our university presidents and our chancellors. So when you think about university presidents and chancellors and social medias, you have to think about successes and challenges, considerations and concerns, and the good and the bad, and hopefully the not too ugly. So Marketing Live is part of Higher Ed Live's network, offering viewers direct access to the best and the brightest minds in education. Live broadcasts allow our viewers to share knowledge and participate in discussions around the most important issues in the industry today. Today's live viewing experience is powered by Maestro, the premier marketing tech platform for broadcasters. All episodes of Marketing Live are free and accessible in the video archives, which you can find at higheredlive.com. That's higheredlive.com. And also in podcast format on iTunes. In particular, today's episode is made possible by PRSA's Counselors to Higher Education Professional Interest section. The Counselors to Higher Education section provides higher ed PR professionals high-quality in-person programs, publications, and virtual networks to help promote the value, power, and appropriate role of public relations to their institutions. The members of PRSA CHE have exclusive access to analysis, trends, and tools to provide strategic leadership in public relations at colleges and universities all across the country. Higher Ed Live is produced by M. Stoner, a marketing and communications firm that works with education institutions on branding, strategy, web design, and more. Well, let's get on with the show today, shall we? Joining me on today's program from almost heaven, West Virginia, and the beautiful hilly campus of my alma mater, West Virginia University, is Tony Dobies. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hey, Ken. How are you? I'm doing just great. Thanks for joining us here today. Yeah, no problem. It's nice to have two mountaineers. Too. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, let me tell folks a little bit about Tony here. Tony as the social media strategist for WVU. Tony helps set the university's social media-specific goals, and he helps develop the strategies to reach those goals through various campaigns and initiatives. But not only do they make him do the strategy and the big thinking there at WVU, he also leads the social media conversation with for WVU, and he manages the university's day-to-day -day presence on, I'll see if I get them all here, uh, Tony, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and Google Plus are your primaries right now. Yeah, that's right. So before you started work uh, at... Uh, in social media at WVU, you came up from the journalism side. He was one of the senior writers at WVU, uh, wrote for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review and the Daily Anthenaeum. See, I know how to say that because I am a Mountaineer, uh, which we all call the DA. And he graduated from WVU in 2009 with your Bachelor of Science in Journalism, right? Yep, that's right. All right. So let's think a little bit about... Uh, presidents and CEOs 
and use of social media and, and how that's changed a little bit. I remember seeing a survey, and I, I pulled it up a little bit, some work done by uh, Weber Shanwick, and they were looking at uh, CEOs of the world's 50 largest companies, and they found that more than 80% of them are engaged online and on social media as part of this work. And they saw that as being a remarkable transition for you know, these CEO or president level people for these large organizations. So it was interesting. They concluded that you know, social was once considered too risky because a CEO feared saying the wrong thing would just cause dissatisfied customers. You'd end up with disgruntled employees, and nothing good could come of that. Uh, all you could do was damage the company's reputation. But now it seems having a digital strategy integrated across platforms has become the new way to actually neutralize criticism in some cases. And not only just criticism, it's become important to be transparent and tell the company, or in your case, Tony, the university story and to join the conversation. So with that as a little bit of a backdrop, Gordon Gee. Let's talk about that guy. Uh, the man, I think, is fast becoming a legend among university presidents, and I think most of the people uh, that will see this or are watching live today would agree that his use of social media has a lot to do with him achieving a legendary status, and you all are setting the standard for presidential engagement via social media. And uh, either fortunately or unfortunately, you, Tony, are the lucky guy that has the task of trying to manage him on social. <laughs> That's right. Short straw for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing a dang good job with that short straw. So can you take, uh, I know you've got some slides to show us. How about you take some time and talk us through how you and the WVU communications team, you used social media, not just to introduce President Gee when he became your new president, but the way you've continued to use social to highlight his engagement with various key audiences. Sure, happy to do it. So just uh, jump right in. Let me get my slides ready to go. Um, so yeah, today, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, managing presidential images. And um, hopefully, most of you know Gordon Gee. If not, this is what he looks like. Um, he is our bow-tie-wearing, uh, bow-tie-pant-wearing, President, um, he's been at WVU for uh, since 2014. Um, he is not afraid to um, turn a head or two. Um, he's also not afraid of a uh, giant ice cream cone, as you can see in this photo here. Um, but uh, a little bit more about him. You can follow him on Twitter uh, at Gordon Gee. There, um, he has been around for a long, long time. Um, like I said, just a couple of seconds ago, he came to WVU in 2014. It's actually his second time at the university as president. He's been the president at Ohio State twice. Um, he's been the president at Brown and Vanderbilt, and he's just kind of been um, all over the country for the last uh, 40 years or so. Um, so hopefully you know a little bit about his uh, track record. But to start out, I... I want to talk a little bit about um, that time in 2014 whenever he came back to the university as um, the interim president. Now he is the full-time president once again. Um, and the fact that you know a good first impression is so important, especially when you're 
trying to get buy-in from a uh, student body in particular. Um, to me, it, a good first impression is by far the most important thing whenever it comes to creating that uh, positive presidential image. So I'm going to just go through a couple of slides here um, about how, uh, whenever Gordon Gee came back to WVU, um, you know, how it all worked and how it all went. It was really, really um, positive, successful experience for all of us at the university. So first tweet, whenever he got back to campus, January 4th, 2014, um, pretty simple, um, excited, uh, and it kind of just got people to understand that, hey, this, this guy is here. Um, it was really the first time, not really, it was actually the first time that um, a president or a leader on our campus had any social presence before. Um, so it was kind of a surprise if you look at the retweets and likes um, throughout this presentation. This was fairly low. Um, a couple of slides later we'll get into some some uh, tweets that had you know 2,000 retweets and things like that. So people were still getting used to things, um, having a social media um, savvy president. Um, but he didn't uh, just tweet that he was coming back, he also um, engaged with um, alumni, students, and everything on Twitter during that first week he was back. Which again, that's something that we've never had on our campus before. So it was very cool to see, you know, somebody who was like like Linda here on the top, who was welcoming him back to campus to actually get a response. I mean, that is a very cool back and forth um, from a communications and marketing perspective um, that we just never saw before. So. Um, fast forward to the weekend, his first weekend on campus. Um, he had dinner with our student leaders. Um, pretty standard thing, um, but for us and, and on the social side of things, um, it was very cool to see um, the, this type of tweet and a bunch of, of others like this kind of come up and, you know, the fact that this student is saying that Gordon Gee is one of the most down-to-earth leaders he's met and is a really cool dude. I mean, that is something you know, we can't say from a marketing and communications at the university. But if we have a student saying that, it's, it's going to have a little bit more of an impact. Um, so I think that started things um, off on the right foot that weekend. And then what happened next um, it was a huge risk, and I will tell you why. He went out on the town on a Friday night with our student body president, um, and this is what Gordon Gee is all about. He takes risks. He, do, he does things that normal university presidents don't do. Um, so he went out, like I said, with the university president and just mingled with students at bars um, downtown. And it worked. I mean, look at the response that that uh, he got that night. Just in, you know, there are three tweets here that mention him. I think there, um, if I remember back, there were probably 200 or 300 mentions of his account that night alone. Uh, most of them very positive um, about him trying to reach out to students and doing something a little bit unconventional. And people really seemed to like that. The public perception, especially whenever it comes to our student body, um, improved so much just by doing this. Um, another 
tweet we had. This is actually um, a former uh, student newspaper editor at the time. So he had a big social media following. He said, you know, Gordon Gee is hanging out at bars at midnight on a Friday in Morgantown. He'll probably be in the student section tomorrow with at WVU Maniacs, which is our uh, official student section. And you better believe it, he was there. Um, he was right in the front of our student section um, at his first uh, WVU basketball game of the season. And, um, you know, that was kind of the end of that weekend, that first impression. Um, whenever it came to the students, um, he was, you know, he went from being this 70-year-old guy who's a president who they never thought they were going to, you know, care about to this 70-year-old guy who's a president who they wanted a selfie with. It was a complete turn of events. And I think the reason really is because it, it was a risky choice to go out and do something that a president normally wouldn't do on a Friday night on a weekend, and it paid off. Um, so a lot of what I'm going to talk about here kind of goes along with Gordon Gee's personality, and that's it's okay to take a risk. Um, there were only so many bad things that could happen um, in that situation, and really the good um, outweighed all of that and really paid off for us in that situation. Um, so yeah, that is uh, the first impression and was so important for him and his time here, uh, second stint at WVU. Tony, Tony yeah, go ahead. If you join we're talking WVU. For those watching, please don't hesitate to ask questions. We're using the hashtag HireEdLive. Hashtag HireEdLive. I'll do my best to ask the questions as they come in. So. Back to Tony. The first weekend under your belt, you drove in that way. Well, what happened after that? Well, so <laughs> I mean, it was all pretty much positive after um, after that got going, and um, I wanted to talk a little bit about our team that we have. Um, you know, from the get-go, we have an executive communications team. Um, that are just, you know, behind the scenes, we are kind of an advisory group, making sure that, you know, the, the speeches and uh, the scripts for videos and the social media posts are there, and, you know, um, he is on top of all of the latest trends, and he's using the right platforms on social media. And um, I want to show you a little bit. Uh, this is our team. Um, we have a pair of speech writers. We have a website manager, a social media manager. That's me. Um, our vice president of university relations um, is in, you know, oversees the whole team. And we also have a news director that is responsible for a lot of the uh, media coverage and things like that. Um, we, as a group, this team meets once a week. Um, we go through President Gee's schedule. Um, ask any questions that we need to ask, make sure we're all on top of things. And then this team also meets once a month um, with President Gee, so we can go um, over the things that we need to, We need, you know, if we have questions that we want to ask, um, that's usually the time. And I know some of you are probably thinking, you know, once a month, that's not a lot of time. Um, and that's true. I think in a perfect world, whenever we're not all busy and have a billion meetings, that we would have more time to sit and chat and all of that. But one thing I will say is there um, a lot of the work in 
and getting to know your president uh, or leader and um, can be done beforehand, can be done at the beginning. So, you know, it's almost three years now um, that we've had uh, President Guy on campus here. We know so much about him because of the work we did right at the beginning in terms of getting to know him. So while once a month is uh, not a great amount of time, it, it's enough for us to be able to get some updates and be able to go um, and, and portray him in the best way possible that we can. Um, now I want to talk a little bit about social media. This is uh, the part that I play, uh, you know, the biggest part in. And um, he is huge whenever it comes to, you know, a university president. I don't, I don't necessarily think of a university president, you know, having a huge following. But because he's been around for so long, he's been at a bunch of different universities, um, he has a ton of followers and, and likes. So he's on Facebook, he is on Twitter, and he is on Instagram. And overall, he has 128,000, a little bit more than that, uh, followers and likes uh, across those three platforms, which is pretty big. Um, and because of that, he actually, you know, we, a lot of eyes, sets of eyes, see the content that he is posting. Um, he, on average, he'll see about 4 million impressions per month. Um, so, you know, whenever it comes down to it from a social perspective, this is something that people are looking at every day. You know, if he's going and doing a speech, whether, you know, it's a big speech like a state of the university or a commencement address or something like that, you know, it's not 4 million impressions a month. The social media is um, a giant thing um, for him. Um, so we are trying to use it um, as best as we can um, in that perspective. I want to talk uh, a little, I want to give some examples of how social can be a really big positive and how um, you can turn a negative into um, a learning experience, a positive um, eventually um, as well. Let's, let's talk about the good first. Um, so snow days, I think this is a good example. Um, most people can relate to uh, snow days and uh, whenever it comes to them, uh, you know, if, the, if class doesn't get canceled, a president is going to take a ton of flack. They're going to be the worst person on campus. But if classes are canceled, they are, you know, they're seen as a god. <laughs> like, yes, uh, that was the guy who made this possible. So we can just, uh, you know, sleep in and hang out and not go to class. Um, in 2015, we actually had two straight snow days. So uh, President Guy was, was seen as uh, the coolest guy on campus for a couple of days. Um, and he took advantage of this on social media, as you can see these, these two posts here. On the top, um, obviously referencing the movie Frozen, um, which is pretty popular back then. And then on the bottom, anytime you can throw Netflix into a post, um, people are going to love it, especially college students. Um, and as you can see, like I said, from the beginning, whenever he was getting about 200 retweets, I mean, look at the numbers here. Uh, people really bought on pretty quick um, to his social media presence on our campus and, and kind of love the fun nature of all of this. And for us on the social side of things with President Guy, it's all about trying to showcase the personality, which he has a lot of, and build more relationships there too. So while he is a really busy guy, 
um, and he can't be on campus every day. He can't be out and about talking to students on our campus. He can do that um, virtually so, through social media. So that's a good thing. Um, another, you know, the next day, uh, in terms of the snow day, uh, something which is uh, still so cool in my eyes, since I'm a House of Cards fan, he tweeted that he uh, wanted to finish House of Cards uh, on his day off, on a snow day, and House of Cards actually responded, and he responded back, and it was a nice, fun back and forth, something that you, you know, if your president isn't on social media, this isn't possible. Um, and, you know, it's it's not necessarily relevant to our students or our alumni or our staff, faculty, but it's, it's that personality building that I was just talking about. Uh, it's something different, uh, something that you wouldn't necessarily expect from a university president, and that is why he has turned so many heads in his time uh, and why it still works to this day for him. Um, so I'm going to uh, stick with my uh, snow day um, examples because I actually made this presentation whenever it was snowing in February, so I apologize. It's now 80 degrees in Morgantown, but um, we'll stick with the snow day thing um, and talk a little bit about the bad. And this is, and this is what can happen um, on any campus at any time um, with social media and just this day and age. Um, so we had another snow day uh, back in January whenever there was like a foot of snow that fell um, in Morgantown and basically shut the town down. Um, our students um, had a lot of downtime and they had a lot of fun and they took it too far. Um, and when we found out about that, um, it was instant. Our reaction was, we need to stop this. We need to make sure that our student body knows that this isn't right. And President Guy was right on board. Um, and we used social media to do that. Almost instantly, whenever we found out some of the stuff was going on, um, these two tweets on the right went out from President Guy, basically saying, you know, I'm disappointed and we need to stop what we're doing. Um, this is unacceptable. And I think, you know, sometimes from a higher ed university perspective, um, we don't want our presidents or our leaders to jump in like this. We want to take our time, develop a response, um, put together a statement, and then release that more traditionally. Um, for us, it was much more about being quick and trying to stop this before it gets worse. Um, and as you can see on the left here, we actually had some students who responded to these tweets, and they said, you know, basically like, hey, you're ruining our fun. And, you know, he could have ignored those posts, but instead he actually responded and kind of, you know, said, reiterated what he said before. You know, we need to do this. It's important. Um, and this student, he actually deleted his original tweet, so I couldn't find it <laughs> to show you. But he actually apologized, too. Um, and he and I think he realized after that, like, okay, this is serious. Like, this guy isn't ignoring a problem. He is responding directly to me. This is, um, this is what needs to happen, and we're wrong. Um, so to me... We, we took a negative, we responded fast, and I think, you know, the aftermath of this was a lot um, less of what it could have been if we didn't, um, we didn't make a response as, as fast as we did. And the, a lot of good came out of this as well. It's not, it's not just telling students that um, 
from from his perspective that they were doing something wrong. It's also um, telling the students who are doing something right that they are. And this is a good example of that. The next day after all of this happened, we had one of our um, student leaders out um, picking up trash along um, some of the areas that, um, you know, a, a lot of that commotion was happening. And President Gee made an effort and said thank you to that student. Um, now, he didn't have to do that, but it was, I think, an effort to show that this is the right way to do things um, and not just elevating the negative but also elevating the positive side of things as well. Uh, something new that we're doing, um, WVU is really big on Snapchat. It's one thing that we are really proud of, um, the content that we put there. We spend a whole lot of time um, and effort um, on Snapchat, it's our by far our fastest growing social platform um, at the university. And we wanted to take advantage of that. And the fact that President Gee has that great personality is really good on camera. So in March, we had him take over our Snapchat and basically hold a Q&A. So the reason we did this, the real reason, was because uh, we had all these newly admitted students, and we wanted them to, you know, have a reason to commit to the university on that day. Or, you know, uh, if if those students could get an answer to a question from the president that they otherwise, you know, maybe wouldn't have asked, they wouldn't have called in and asked on the phone, um, or they just wouldn't have, you know, gotten the same response from somebody who wasn't the president. Uh, this ended up being one of the coolest things that we've done yet um, on Snapchat and with President Gee. If you look at some of the responses that we got, um, our students and our, our incoming class of freshmen were very excited about this. They um, really appreciated the fact that, they, that President Gee was using a social platform that they use on a daily basis, and he knew what he was doing, he had fun with it, um, made people laugh, and actually answered some tough questions about college life and about WVU in general. Um, all of that stuff really helped, uh, you know, solidify some of these people's decisions to come to come to. So I want to talk now, um, moving off from social media, talking a little bit about outreach. Um, and this is something that is really, really important to President Gee. Um, WVU is a land-grant institution, and he takes that um, really, really seriously. Um, we really pride ourselves as a university in um, making sure the state knows that we are there to help, to um, make it better, to improve, um, and just to be there for it. Uh, the state and its people. Um, so each summer, and uh, he has just started this again, he goes around um, the state, travels around, and meets people. Um, not People who not, don't necessarily have an affiliation with WVU, maybe they are just, you know, proud West Virginians. Um, but he does this each summer. The first summer he was here, um, he's, he went around to every single county, all 55 of them. Um, and it was cool because, you know, some of the very southern counties of the uh, southernmost counties of the state, um, a, a WVU president hadn't been there in, you know, 25 years. 
Um, we started to hear back from those people in those counties that, you know, this was great. It really showed that WV was there for those parts whenever they maybe might not have been there over time in the last 20 or so years. So I think these types of, you know, outreach going around the state really proved to West Virginians that we are here behind President Gee as a university and we are going to help together make this state a better place. Um, you know, after that first year, he went to all 55 counties. Um, the next two years, um, he decided, hey, 55 is a lot. That was a really busy summer. Um, I think he went to about half of the counties last last summer. This summer, he's going to do about half of them again. Um, but, the, but it does give him a little bit more time to spend um, with those people in those counties. Um, but it's a good example of the types of things that he is doing um, to get out there into the community and, and get off campus as well. Uh, in addition to that, um, Gordon Gee does about 400 speeches a year, which is just unbelievable. Um, in the amount of time it took me to prepare for this, I, I don't even know how he does 400 in a year, but he does. Um, he also has about uh, 1,200 media mentions per year. So, you know, that's his name in a newspaper or a magazine, but it also, um, usually, whenever his name pops up, West Virginia University pops up too. So um, it's not only helping him, but it is helping us as a university from a PR standpoint as well. Um, another big thing with uh, President Guy, um, because he is such a character, um, he is great on video, and we take advantage of that very often. Um, each month now, we put together a short video. Um, usually has a different theme, uh, you know, something that's going on around campus. We just had one about commencement and just saying goodbye to students, but they're usually very fun um, and very interesting. I'll give you a couple. Um, he actually went around last uh, last fall whenever uh, new freshmen were moving into uh, dorms and uh, welcomed them with a giant megaphone. Um, he also did a, uh, a video a couple of months back where he did some of the uh, jobs at a university that a president normally wouldn't uh, ever have their hands on, like uh, running a giant street sweeper or making a wrap in a uh, dining hall. Uh, those types of things, um, really fun to put together. Our students, faculty, staff, alumni, and especially parents really, really love these things, um, these videos. And I'm not going to show you one now, but I will um, tweet out a couple of the videos that we've done um, after I'm finished up here. Um, so I'll have my uh, Twitter handle at the end um, on the last slide so you guys can um, follow me and check it out there as well. When it comes to videos, um, over the last three years or so, uh, we have had 340,000 video views just on videos uh, focused around President Guy. So uh, not only are you know, his social posts and all of that stuff getting the word out in the speeches and, and um, the, media, the earned media that we're getting, but these video views are helping too. And the reason I like uh, videos a little bit more than I do like a traditional letter so I think it helps um, relate the person back to the audience a little bit better. Whenever you see the person, when you see them interact and talk, 
um, instead of just a photo or you know just words on a piece of paper. I think this does a better job. So if your president or your leader is, you know, it has the personality to do well on camera, take advantage of that. Do as many videos as possible. That's going to help the perception um, on your campus of that person for sure. So we do all of that work um, on a day-to-day -day basis. We help President Gee, um, you know, do what he does. Um, and all of that work, uh, we want to make sure that we track everything. Um, because we are putting a lot of time into it, um, we don't want to waste time. So we want to make sure what we're doing is working, and if there is something that we're doing that isn't working, we need to stop and we need to spend our time doing something else. So we track. Uh, and that's very important. Uh, we do a quarterly report. I put this together um, every quarter and just kind of give updates on things. We track uh, everything you can on social media, uh, website hits, video views, earned media, uh, different remarks that he's given, different interviews with media that he's had, different letters he's written, quotes that he's given media members. Um, video scripts that we've put together, just about everything you can think of it goes into this spreadsheet. There's a lot of numbers there and as you know somebody like me who enjoys um, you know the spreadsheets and looking at the different numbers that you know come with all of this, it is not easily digestible for most people. So I take all of this information and I put it into something um, a lot smaller, a lot easier to read. Um, that people can go, all right, hey, um, you know, our total views, all time of GEMO videos are up um, this month. That's great. Um, let's keep doing what we're doing. But, hey, page views on his website are down. What can we do? What type of content can we do um, and create and put on there that will help boost that number? So not only are we tracking what we do, we're looking at those numbers, we're saying, hey, this is how we need to improve, or this is where we need to improve, what do we do? Um, so we're taking a step further than just tracking, we're actually using those numbers to help um, improve things. Um, so almost done, I have a couple of tips that I want to give, um, and then I'll be happy to, ask, to answer any questions that you guys have. Um, first thing, take the time to learn more about your president. Um, like I said before, you can do a lot of this very early on, but if you don't know a lot about your president now and you're doing um, you know, some of the communications for him or her, um, take the time out. Literally sit down for an hour with him or her and ask questions. I think the first time that we met with President Gee, I, I probably asked about 100 questions, and not just like normal questions, very odd things like what's your favorite color, what's your favorite movie, what's your favorite book, that type of stuff helps uh, learn more about a person, especially for me and, you know, the social side of things. I need to know more about the personality um, than anything else. So, you know, the more odd questions you can ask, the better, in my mind. Um, in addition to that, find out the key words, the key phrases that your leader likes to use. I know, for example, that President Gee loves the word fabulous. So anytime um, we're writing scripts or we're writing speeches, that word's probably in it. 
and he dislikes the word excited for some reason, so we try to you know, find a different way to say that whenever we're putting stuff together for him. Um, so just, just think about that. Find the time to sit down and really do, delve into that stuff. That's really, really important. Next tip, always tailor your communication around the personality. Um, so once you find out what that, those quirks and personality traits of your leader is, you know, try to really, you know, tailor them. I always try to say that I channel my inner 72-year-old bowtie-wearing self whenever I come up with a script or, you know, a social post or something like that. Um, you know, there are words that I wouldn't use on my my Twitter account, but I would definitely use on his. Those types of things, you have to be able to flip the switch and and kind of turn into that person to get the most out of it. Um, so yeah, finding out that personality though is key from the get-go. And get your president on campus and interacting with students as much as possible. You know, they don't have to go out on a Friday night and spend time at a bar with students, but if they have some spare time or a lunchtime, go to the student union and hang out with students. Just talk to them and, and see what's going on in their lives. I think just being out there and having, you know, being seen amongst the students is a really good way to improve perceptions if there is some type of problem there. Um, or it will just improve it in general. And next is uh, mix fun with serious and find the balance. There's two balances I'm talking about here. Um, the first one is find the balance with your president. Um, every time we meet with President Key, he always tells me, more fun, more fun, more fun. So a lot of our uh, social posts are very uh, fun. <laughs> they they have a, we have a lot of jokes. Um, we're very playful there, um, but you know most presidents aren't going to say that. So you have to find um, the balance of where they are comfortable um, and where you're comfortable, and kind of mesh those together. But in addition, you also kind of have to find the balance with your audience as well. Um, if your audience wants more fun stuff or more serious stuff, you know, you have to kind of work with that. If this is, you know, if, if this is communications marketing, we're not just, you know, pushing out a message. Um, it's part, and it's in part that, but we're also trying to cater to our audience as well. Um, so if they're looking for something, try to cater that if, cater to that if your president is up for it. And last slide I have for you today. Um, join the national conversation around topics your president is most passionate about. Now, Gordon Gee has been around for a very long time. He is passionate about a bunch of stuff. Um, he likes to be in the national conversation about a lot of higher ed topics. Um, so it's easy. But um, in those conversations that you have with your leaders, try to find those things that he or she seems to be most passionate about um, spend some time and get into their thoughts and feelings about it, and that is going to help uh, you as you move forward. It will give you an idea of what you should be doing, you know, the types of letters you're, you know, submitting to newspapers and magazines, the the types of, um, you know, hard hitting social posts that you're you're putting together, all of that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, find that passion and then put together some communication that will. Uh, you know, cater to that and, and uh, join that national conversation.
So uh, that's all I have, and I am that's my Twitter uh, handle. So feel free to follow me. Um, uh, I'll take some questions now, and if you have any questions that I can't get to, um, feel free to just tweet me, and I will answer them if I can. So Tony, so, Tony, you may need to you mute. You may need to mute. Feedback. Feedback. Great presentation. Thanks for uh, thanks for running that for us there today. We've got several questions that are coming in. Uh, let's go. Um, probably it looks like those that are viewing the most the, the most question the question that most keeps coming up the most is uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. They want to know if you were out in the bars with President Gee, but ultimately what they're they're getting at is. Is he doing all of this social media engagement on his own, or how much are you or the team doing, and do you follow him along to his events to actually help him so you can have this continued presence? I wasn't at the bar with him, and I am glad. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I was back and watching everything happen. Um, on on Twitter, I was looking at the mentions. I was seeing everything um, that the students were saying, and you know, a lot of that time, there were a lot of people around the university that were worried. You know, he was going to go down there, and it wasn't going to go right. So, um, I was kind of on the back end of things, making sure that everything was uh, going smoothly. Um, and in terms of what we do with the social side of things. Um, he does not post himself, um, but he sees everything that is posted. So um, what I'll do is I'll send, uh, I'll look at his schedule, I'll see what he's what, what he has going on, and I'll put together a um, a pretty decent schedule. Uh, you know what you know good posts could be, um, and he'll take a look and he'll say, hey, these are awesome. He'll tweak some. He'll at put them into his tone a little bit more. He'll definitely say to be funnier in some of them. Um, but uh, that's that's kind of how we do it. He is super busy, um, and it's just tough for him to be, you know, posting as much as he would want to. So we try to help as much as we can there. So uh, practically, so he doesn't get caught in one of these weird situations where a tweet comes out with him saying something, but he's at a public event and there's obviously people that are watching him to say, hey, that wasn't him, because I've been watching him now for 30 minutes at this event. How do you avoid that situation from happening, and how do you work that coordination with him seeing it before you post it? Um, there's a lot of back and forth in terms of um, the the schedule stuff. It's really nice just to see like, hey, I know when an event is ending. I'm definitely not going to post anything in between those times. I'll probably wait a couple of hours later, um, and we'll take care of it. The good thing um, with President Gee, he loves photos, and I will usually, if he's at an event that we want to post about, he's going to get a photo. Um, at the event, and he's going to send it to me to post. Um, and he'll, in those situations, he will send the photo and what he wants to say. Um, so while he's not actually posting the photo and the tweet himself, it's still pretty much him, you know. So um, and that lets me know also that he's not speaking anymore, or he's kind of done with the event. So it's time we can do what we want to do in that in that situation. So. No, that's good. So it's it's coming direct from him. 
so you don't have to channel your inner 70-year-old bow-tie-wearing president. It's coming from you. Right, not all the time, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and another question we had from, uh, from Tammy at uh, Kennesaw State. You had mentioned, I think, uh, early on in your presentation there about an executive comm team that you put together specifically to help Dr. Gee and, and help him get engaged from the very beginning. Did you have that team in place with your former president before he came in, or was this a team specifically put together for him to help do the things that you talked about? It was completely new. Um, we really didn't have this type of, um, you know, an outgoing leader beforehand. We didn't really need to do this. We, you know, we had a president who did some speeches. We had a speechwriter that did her own thing. Um, but we didn't have, you know, the need for a social media manager on there. The website of things wasn't as robust because we didn't post as many speeches on the website and things like that. So um, with Gordon coming on, it was just um, kind of the knowledge that we were going to have to step up our game. And to do that, we needed to build a small team that could get used to each other and could work together to to be able to get everything done that we uh needed to do. On the, uh, we got a question from Keith on interim president. So I know we had, uh, you had President Gee come in in the interim status uh, initially. Uh, Keith, uh, Keith Warburg finds himself in that same situation. Any advice you have for them uh, specifically with regard to how to handle an interim different than a, than a already uh, confirmed president? Yeah, that's tough um, because we, for, in our situation, you know, interim turned into permanent. So um, it was a little bit different than most situations. But whenever uh, President Gee came in from the get-go as interim, he made it very clear that he wasn't going to be the normal interim president. He was going to make decisions. He was going to get things done. And he was going to actually move the university forward until the permanent president came in. Um, which, in in my experience at least, that's not necessarily always the way it goes. Um, so it made it easy for us, um, and he got from the get-go that this was going to be a positive, you know, moving thing. Um, so I would suggest, you know, just if that person has a social media presence, um, try to be consistent there. Even if it's just a temporary situation, you still want your student body, your faculty, your staff to get to know them. Um, and and that's going to help. Um, that's going to help the transition. Um, and then you know, hopefully that next president also has a social media presence, and that just keeps the ball rolling. Um, outside of that, you know, the you know, I talked a lot about that first impression. Um, it, it also works for the interim side of things too. Um, if they're good on video, a video introducing themselves or just keeping people informed about what's going on. Um, I think that is one of the biggest and best things that we've been able to do consistently um, at WVU over the last couple of years. A few folks are asking about uh, your measurement. So when you, uh, I think your one slide, you talked about how you, you calculated President Yee to have about 4 million impressions a month. What's the best tool you would recommend to get that data and kind of analyze that. What works best for you? 
Oh, I use a I use a, a combo of things. I will use um, we use Sprout Social for a lot of our analytics for um, Twitter and Instagram. Um, Facebook Insights are great. That's where I take most of our Facebook um, um, analytics. And for him, those three platforms are the ones that he uses. Um, so I can get pretty much everything I need from there. Um, from a university perspective, we have more. You know, we have more accounts. We have you know a Snapchat, a LinkedIn, and all of that stuff. Um, I do a lot of that stuff um, just by platform. You know, it's very hard to tell how many impressions you have on Snapchat. So um, we don't necessarily gauge impressions. We gauge views and things like that. Um, but from Guy's perspective, it's Sprout Social and Facebook Insights. So it seems like uh, President Guy keeps you pretty busy, but uh, even though the president or chancellor is the arguably the most public face of an institution, he's only part of your overall communications plan. So how do you specifically work your President and President Guy social media campaign and strategy? How does that align with or fit in with your overall communication strategy for WVU? Um, it, it does um, a lot of the time. I'll give you an example. Um, Memorial Day is coming up. Um, President Gee is going to have a, uh, he's going to post something on Twitter. Um, and from a university social media perspective, we're going to share that. And we'll, we know right away we're going to share that tweet, retweet, probably have a comment with it. Um, because, you know, I'm also in charge of the overall university social media strategy. It can it makes it easy. I know what's coming from V's perspective. I know what we're doing from uh, university-wide social media account perspective as well. And then we try to tie the two together as much as we can. Um, it helps with the perception of both. Um, we, we try to, you know, uh, you know, have both feet pedaling the bike at the same time. That's that's usually the best way to do it. Um, so yeah, that's it, it's a it's helpful that there is that I'm there to to know both of the things that are going on though. Without that, I don't think we'd be able to do that. Yeah, I've I've tried to pedal a one pedal bike. That doesn't work out well. A couple of folks asking about uh, staffing. So. You've given us a great snapshot about how this strategy and how this plan works. Uh, but, Tony, you're good, but you're only one man and you need to sleep sometimes. So how many people are actually involved in monitoring, responding, and posting on social for the university in its entirety out of the central office? And how much of your time is devoted, or this team's time, depending on how many people you have, specifically to the president, and how do you balance that? So from a social perspective, we have a two-person team. It's me and um, another social media manager, um, Candace Nelson, who handles, we split up our um, university-wide social accounts pretty much by audience. So I'm very focused on the alum and parents platforms. So the Facebook and LinkedIn, for example, they're a little bit older. Candace has focused much more on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Snapchat, those accounts that we focus heavily with current students, prospective students. That's how we split it. Um, we also have an intern <laughs> that helps us a ton um, in terms of the, uh, you know, checking out uh, what's going on, what people are saying, because we don't have a ton of time ourselves 
um, to do that type of stuff. So she is um, very integral in that side of things. But it's just, for the most part, that small team, and we're handling all of that. I, on top of the Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and, and, and those platforms, am doing um, President Guy's social stuff. And whenever I have to take a vacation, <laughs> uh, Candace will step in and do that as well. So definitely a team effort um, so we can uh, have some time to sleep and go on vacation when we need to. Um, but yeah, it is, um, it's a small team, but uh, we work really well together and we've done it for a while, so um, it makes it easy. All right, talk a little bit about, if you could, what was the most difficult challenge you faced giving President Guy this voice on social media? You, know, you guys have done, you know, as I said at the intro, you guys have done an outstanding job, and, and he's been a great and willing participant and just you know, a great one to build a campaign around. I think that, that had to have been a lot of fun, but there had to have been some challenges. So what, what was the biggest challenge you faced through all this? Sure. I... Um I think the biggest challenge, honestly, was that he has been around for so long, and a lot of people know him already. Um, and he already had an established uh, Facebook and Twitter account whenever he came here. We added Instagram whenever he got to WVU, but for the most part, what he's been known for is Twitter, and that was easily already established. He had probably 70,000 followers already by the time he got to WVU. Um, so that's, that was a challenge for me, and honestly, what I saw um, before he got here um, was that he wasn't necessarily showing off his personality as best as he could. Um, so that was one of the biggest challenges that I had was to say, hey, let's use social media as best as we can, and let's try to get him... Let's, let's try to get his personality out there, because otherwise, you know, the social side of things, is gonna, it's going to be boring. People are going to, you know, scroll past it on Twitter unless you're going to stand out and, and do things like that. So, you know, for me, it was taking, you know, what he had done on Twitter in the last year or so and then slowly transitioning it toward more of what I think he really is all about, having some more fun, posting a little bit, you know, some more photos, being a little bit more consistent, responding more, and just you know, creating a strategy where there wasn't one before. I guess that would be the best way to say it, is, is taking all of this, building some strategy around it, and then going and executing. Well, we've been talking with WVU social media strategist Tony Dobies. Uh, Tony, uh, as you think down, well, first of all, let's remind folks we're, we're getting short on our time here. We've got a lot of questions still coming in. Tell people how they can get to you with their questions if they if they want to reach you after this podcast. Yeah, feel free if you do have questions to tweet at me. It's at D-O-B-I-E-S-T. Um, and I'll be happy to respond um, as fast as I can. I don't think I have any more meetings this afternoon, so I, I can spend a good amount of time um, answering anything that you guys have. So he's at Dobie's T. At Dobie's T, D-O-B-I-E-S-T, the letter T for Tony. All right, uh, let's see. We've got, uh, how about this question? If at some point President Guy is going to retire, I know most of us find that hard to believe after his track record of being presidents, but 
But at some point, he's going he's gonna to have to take it easy and slow down and retire. What would Tony do if your next president doesn't have any presence whatsoever? Would you start from scratch? Would you try to leverage what you've already built there at WVU? How do you think you'd have to handle that? Um, it would be uh, it would be an interesting situation for sure. I think our campus has become so used to a president who has a social presence that it would be very tough um, to bring in a president that didn't have that. Um, so for me, I think it would be going in um, as early as I can and trying to convince them that this is important and this will be helpful and we're here, we have this whole team that we can um, use to help uh, you build that presence. Um, I know for some presidents, I mean, I've been, I've been around, you know, I've, I've been asked um, from people around the country, you know, who don't have a president, who have a president who doesn't want to use social media. And, you know, how do you convince them to do it? You can't really convince them, but... Um, I try to use examples. I, please feel free to use Gordon Gee as an example if you're out there um, and you're in that situation. Other presidents out there who do a good job and, you know, uh, Santa Ono at Cincinnati, another really, really good one. Um, those types of examples, I think, help. We have numbers. I showed some today in the presentation that show that, it helps get the word out. It helps build, you know, relationships. And from a president's perspective, I think that's pretty important. Um, you know, regardless of whether somebody likes Twitter or not, um, that relationship building is a pretty uh, big deal. So it's all just kind of building a case. I would probably go into that president with all of these stats and all of these examples of why it's important and just see if I can make my case. And if not, I'd probably go back in a month later and try again. <laughs> uh, well, that's great. Here's an interesting point. We've had about 90 viewers with us live uh, throughout our, our show here today, and we ran a quick poll and uh, of that audience. Interesting to note that almost 40% of the viewers that were with us today are currently working on a strategy to get their president on social. So about a third of the audience said that their social media person uh, had access to the president. So two-thirds of their social media folks do not have access to the president. So I think, Tony, you've shown us the the power of having access and a president that's willing to gauge that uh, you've done amazing things there. So we are fast running out of time, unfortunately. So if you have your questions at Dobie's T, D-O-B-I-E-S-T, Tony said he'd be glad to take uh, your additional questions we didn't get to today. So first of all, Tony, thank you. Both as, as an alum of your fine institution, uh, I love seeing the work you're doing there, but arguably more importantly, as a PR professional, you are doing great stuff there. So thank you for taking the time to share that with all of us today. Uh, I'm thanking Tony Dobies, social media strategist at WVU, West Virginia University, for joining us. And thanks always to our program sponsors, the Public Relations Society of America Counselors to Higher Education and M. Stoner. Until next time, this is Kent Casella on Marketing Live.